Welcome to The War on Weight, where I'm going to teach you how to have simple health habits and food solutions that's going to make weight loss easy. Have you ever felt like you're in this continuous battle within your mind and body? Are you fighting to find the woman under all those extra pounds? Are you sick and tired of starting and stopping the diet of the week? Do you feel like you're losing the war on weight? Hi, I'm Keitha, and I'm your new best friend. I've spent a lifetime on the losing side of the battle. For more than 25 years, I was more than 50 pounds overweight. I was frustrated. I was exhausted. I was self-conscious. And despite any success I had in life, I felt like a failure. But I've won the war. How did I do it, you ask? I discovered how to implement simple, healthy habits, how to completely revamp my mindset and embrace some things that were causing me to turn to food over and over again. Lastly, I discovered how to make nutrition really, really simple. I've dropped more than 50 pounds and finally raised my victory flag on my overall health, including success on the scale. If you're tired of feeling like a prisoner in your own body, you're just completely uncomfortable with yourself. You're tired of buying clothes to hide your body. You're tired of having your weight affect all your relationships with yourself and others. You've been eating your feelings and then beating yourself up about it. Then this is the podcast for you. Let's armor up, sister, and fight this war on weight together. Today on War on Weight, it's all about protein. We're going to eat the frog, eat the chicken, eat the eggs, whatever protein you love. I'm giving you many options and even letting you experience my chicken coop and all the sounds. I even tried to read you a chapter of one of my favorite books, Win the Day by Mark Batterson, while the chickens were singing their egg song and my little kittens and Lucy the cat tried to lay on the book. The cat little kittens were climbing up my back and scratching my legs. Sister, it was an adventure, but I did it like a champ. Enjoy today's episode and then figure out how you're going to eat the frog, chicken, fish, beef, cottage cheese, eggs, Greek yogurt, or cheese, please. Check out the show notes for many resources for how you can get started on eating healthy today. If you need some advice on meal planning or determine the simple nutrition or how you're going to eat your frog, go ahead and schedule your appointment with me on coachkeitha.com. Your first call with me is absolutely free and no commitment. You ask, why do I do that? Because I'm on a mission to help you win the war on weight. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, there you have it. They say to do your podcast, you go find a quiet closet, you know, make sure there's things on the walls or you go to a really quiet room and record your podcast. Or, you know, you go to your car where you know it's going to be super quiet. But today, I am in the chicken coop. And we're just going to see how it goes. So, the reason I'm in the chicken coop today is because we're talking about protein. So, I thought, what a cool, fun thing to do is to tell you a little bit about my chickens a little bit why I have chickens, and then let's just talk about some protein. Okay, so did you know University of London says there are more than 500 fancy chicken breeds? The United States American Poultry Organization Association only recognizes 65 of them in a large chicken breed, but then there's also a lot of Bantam breeds, which Bantams are little, small, half-sized chickens. So, fun chicken facts. All right. Did you know they're pretty much dinosaurs? Like, they're distant relatives, 
to the T-Rex. They've been around forever. They have been a sustainable source of protein for a very long time. The other thing that I find that is amazing is that the mother hens even talk to their babies while they're still in the egg. Isn't that the sweetest thing? Oh my gosh, it just like, I just think, you gotta be kidding me. There are 25 billion chickens. 25 billion chickens in the world right now. The other thing that's interesting about chickens, and if you've watched any of my videos or seen me in any of my posts, you know this already. Chickens can recognize you, they know you, they can... They're very vocal, as you hear. They talk to one another. They have over 30 different vocalizations where they can talk to each other about when there's food around or if there's a predator around, like the mama's talking to the babies. They even purr. If you have, if you've, I've got a couple videos that I've done where I'm holding a chicken and it's just purring like a cat. Like, that's their contentment. The other thing that I think is very interesting is their color vision is way better than a human's. And then the other thing is that they they can, you know, actually comprehend cause and effect. They pass on knowledge and they teach each other things. They demonstrate self and control and they even worry. Just like humans. You see them playing all the time together. You know, they're teaching each other things. This whole pecking order thing is an or is is a real thing like there is a head hen there are the roosters in charge like the roosters have their pecking order and the hens have their pecking order they live in a really uh, you know a hierarchically society and you know and it works for them they take care of one another there are certain breeds that they say that are coming extinct i don't know if that's true or not However, I am going to put in the show notes for you mamas out there that have got kids at home that are bored right now and you're not really sure what to do with them. I'm going to put in the show notes a um, heritage breed chicken coloring book so you can learn about the different breeds. Um, And in that coloring book, you're going to see the Americana. Um, A true Americana has got this toughy little mustache, and I've got several of them. They're really cute. Um, And then the Buckeye and the Buttercup. Um, the Cornish, which is the meat bird, which I have a Cornish crossbreed right now, um, that we have got 24 of them, and that's going to be my chicken for the next six months. Um, and then you got your traditional leghorns, and you got the Malay, and then the Polish. I've never had a Polish till recently, and I've um, now I have one. She's a white Polish, and I've lovingly named her Polly the Polish Hen. The Brahmas, the Wyandots. I have what I call the Wyandotte sisters. I've got golden lace Wyandots and I've got silver lace Wyandots. And so I've got four of those. Then you've got your traditional Rhode Island Red. That that chicken is a kind of a dual breed. It's good for it to be a meat chicken, but it also they're really, really good egg layers. For here on our little farm, I do, we're on our second um, batch of meat birds. And yes, people say, Keitha, how is it that you, they know me, anybody who's known me, that you raise chickens and then eat them? Well, one of the things I have learned in living in Nebraska is the idea and the process of treating animals well in their processing and the life that they live while they serve their purpose. 
So I believe that that animals and food were put on the earth, you know, for the purpose to serve the earth. Not everybody believes that. So I've come to the conclusion that if I raise these chickens and I raise them well, and I treat them well, and I feed them well without antibiotics, without steroids, without, you know, any junk. They get good quality food. They have, a, you know, they, they live a good life. Then they're processed humanely, and they're processed cleanly and in a very small environment. I believe it's better, and that's just my personal opinion. Then, I also, after I had fresh chicken... I got really spoiled, just like I did when I first had fresh beef when I moved to Nebraska. It's a big difference. It's a, the quality of meat when it's fresh and it's processed, you know, recently, and you know where it came from. There is a difference. So don't call me a protein snob. But anyway, just thought you'd want to know. I currently probably, and I should have counted before I started this episode, I probably have 20 different breeds. When I started out, I ordered all of my um, little baby chicks, and I ordered eggs off Etsy. Kid you not, I went to Etsy and looked up fertilized eggs, and guess what? There they are, all over Etsy. People sell the fancy breeds um, so that you can get the different color eggs, and so I wanted to be able to have a little egg business called The Colored Dozen. How I came up with it, I don't know. Genius, maybe. Who knows? But so I sought out, how could I have 12 different color eggs and sell that color dozen? Well, I have done it. I have got we between the shades of green, the shades of pink, the shades of blue, the shades of tan, the dark brown, the lighter brown, then... We definitely can get 12 different shades, 12 different colors, I should say. So anyway, fun stuff there. So let's talk about protein. One of the things that we have to do is learn what appropriate serving sizes are. And that's one of the things that I definitely have learned over the last year is what do I need to feed my body for fuel and what does it really need? And what it really needs is some really good protein. So when you think about a serving, so when you think about lean and green meals, and if you've hung out with me at all on Facebook or you've listened to my podcast, you know that I eat what I call lean and green. So for a lean protein, that's these are the options that you have for lean protein. You're going to have fish, salmon, tuna, bluefin steaks, catfish, mackerel or herring, lean beef, steak, roast, ground beef, lamb, ground turkey, chicken or turkey dark meat. And then those are all five ounces. That's a serving size, five ounces for those. Now, also for that same category, for five ounces, it would be equivalent to five ounces are your meatless options. So you're going to have three whole eggs, and we, it's suggested you only do that up to two times a week. You're talking to the crazy chicken lady right now. We get anywhere from 12 to 18 eggs a day right now. And as the summer continues to go on, that will go up to probably 24 to 30, depending on the day. So just know 
Hmm. I like my eggs. I love them. I think they're great. Um, I do try to limit them, and I try to limit them more with the yolks. So if you're going to eat the whole eggs, try to limit your whole eggs to two times a week. And then you can always do some ricotta cheese as a protein. You can always do some skim part or reduced fat cheese. Um, and then let's talk about some leaners. So some leaners, so that's not, that's a little bit leaner than a lean. So you actually get six ounces. So under for fish, you get swordfish, trout, halibut. For chicken, you can have white meat for the breast without the skin. And then you can have, you know, ground turkey. And that would be the 95 to 97% lean. You can pork chops, pork tenderloin. And then for your meatless options, you know, same thing. You can still, you can do two whole eggs instead of the three and then add four egg whites. You know, or you can do some cottage cheese or some plain Greek yogurt. So that's, you know, that's what we consider leaner. And when you eat that, you always want to add a healthy fat to it if you're not eating, if you're only eating lean and green. If you're eating one lean and green meal a day and you're eating some full fat stuff the rest of the day, don't worry about adding healthy fats. That's that's a whole conversation for another day. Let's just talk today. Let's just talk about some simple proteins. So in your leanest category, that's where you're going to get seven ounces. Seven ounces of a cooked portion. All the five, six, and seven ounces are cooked portions. So if you are... If you've got a little bit bigger appetite, you feel like you need to eat a little bit more, pick a protein from the leanest. So for your fishes, that's cod and flounder and haddock and orange roughy, grouper, tilapia, mahi-mahi, tuna, any kind of wild catfish, shellfish. You're going to have your game meat, which is buffalo, elk, and deer. I have become a huge fan. Never thought that would happen, but I have. You know, and then if you do a 98, a greater than 90 or less than 98 percent percent fat meat or less than 98 percent fat meat. Right. Yeah. Lean. 98 percent lean. That's what we want to say. 98 percent lean ground turkey or other meat. You can do seven ounces and then turkey, all of your light meat and turkey falls in that seven ounces. And then your meatless options. Sister, you could have 14 egg whites, 14 egg whites. Um. And then you can also do one and a half cups of cottage cheese. That's a lot of cottage cheese if you've tried to eat that. Um, and then 12 ounces of plain Greek yogurt. Always keeping your Greek yogurt with less than 15 carbs. Always. Try not to, do, don't defeat the purpose. Don't eat something good and then just fill it with sugar. So I tell you this because most of us don't know the real true size that we should be eating. You also know that I've talked about I don't count calories. I don't count calories. I don't count macros. And the reason that I don't do that is because I follow this very simple system. So when I tell you that I make food solutions and nutrition super simple, this is it. That's Herman. He's just announcing his girl's having an egg. Well, not having an egg. She's laying an egg. And then you'll hear her do her little egg song in a minute. It'll be quite comical. So, what was I saying? Before I got so distracted by Herman. So I promised you in the podcast I would make food solutions and nutrition super simple. This is how we do it. We don't count calories. We don't count macros. We do count size of servings. Seems pretty simple, right? So you weigh your protein. 
always weigh your protein so you know what that true size is. Now, granted, you don't have to be the lady with the scale in your purse at the restaurant, but when you practice this enough at home, you have a really good idea when you go out. So, when you hear me talk that I eat lean and green, I pick one lean, which is a protein. So, out of all of those things I just told you, I pick one of those. So, let's say today that I'm going to have a 90 or 85% lean ground turkey burger. When I cook that ground turkey burger, it's going to be five ounces per cooked. However, if I today I decide I was going to, if my ground turkey that I have in the freezer it would be 98% lean, I would get a seven ounce turkey burger. Then I'm going to take that and I'm going to pair it with three servings of vegetables. And we're going to talk about vegetables in another day. Um, I am working on securing, and I'm super excited about this, an expert gardener to come on the show for our green episode so that you can learn how to grow your own just like I do. Um, I have been very, very blessed. Um, Last year, my word of the year was self-sustainable. And there were so many things that fell into that. But I wanted us to be self-sustainable in a lot of ways. So with my egg business and with having our meat chickens and with my garden, I can grow enough vegetables in my garden to sustain us for the entire winter right now. Super excited about that. Um, You know, I also wanted to be self-sustainable in my own career, in my own business. It's very interesting that, you know, that I was tinkering and playing with all different things you know, and just continue to pray about like what would make me self-sustainable. And it's amazing how this year has evolved. The other thing that was sustainable that was on my list was my health, my back. Like I just, like I didn't know what I was going to do. I did not know that in July of 2021 that they were going to take half of my L5 out and then I had to stabilize it. I had no idea when I made that goal at the beginning of the year for self-sustainable that I was going to need to have back surgery. And I had no idea I was going to need to have multiple back surgeries. But one thing I learned is that when you set your mind to something, it's amazing how all the things fall into place. This year, my word for the year is progress. I wanted to make sure that I made progress in every single little area that had been developed last year through my self-sustainable efforts. And so this year, I feel like I have made a tremendous amount of progress. So I want to end today's episode with something really kind of cool. So we've talked about chicken. Let's talk about frogs, can we? One of my favorite books is Win the Day. Win the Day by Mark Batterson. So... Habit number three for Mark Batterson is eat the frog. So I'm going to read you the very beginning of habit three with eat the frog. I talk to you a lot about habits of health and I'm going to pull those from many different ways. And then each of my guests as they come on, I've been asking them, what is your morning routine? How do you set your day up to win? Like this is important. And so when I talk to you about building healthy habits, You've got to develop and design a plan for yourself that works. 
And it is not a one size fits all. Everybody develops different morning routines. They they pull the, where their model or method from different places. And so, you know, my goal for you and in this podcast is to give you my entire toolbox, all the things that I've done. So Win the Day with Mark Batterson is one of the books and his journal is also in my toolbox. So here we go. Habit number three, eat the frog. If you want God to do the super, you've got to do the natural. If you've ever have to live to eat a frog, it's best done first thing in the morning. Mark Twain is purported to have given that, given this advice. If you have to eat two frogs, he reportedly recommended eating the bigger one first. I know this scenario sounds awful and unlikely, but it's good advice nonetheless. Why eat the live frog first thing in the morning, you ask? Because you can go through the rest of the day knowing that you've done the hardest task behind you. What are the to-do list items that you're most procrastinating on? What goals have you had forever but not taken a step toward it? What difficult decision have you been delaying? That, my friend, is your frog. Give yourself a deadline, then get started. This is the third habit. It's a hard one to swallow. Sorry, couldn't resist. Bottom line, you can't just pray like it depends on God. You also have to work like it depends on you. If you want God to do the super, you've got to do the natural. And you have to start first thing in the morning. How you start the day sets the tone for the rest of it. Yet many of us never give, a, give the morning a second thought beyond getting out the door on time. Our morning rituals are, un, are as unplanned as an earthquake. Is that the best way to start your day? Que sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. That's sounding the retreat before the day even begins. If you want to win the day, you've got to attack the day. How? You eat the frog. Some people like to ease into the day without breaking a sweat, and I totally get that. Perhaps even sleep on an occasion, totally fine. But there's something to be said for starting the day with a challenge. It might be raising your heart rate via exercise or lowering your blood pressure via meditation. Either way, consistency is key. Consistency beats intensity seven days a week. I had a father-in-law who placed a a high priority on prayer. After his treadmill workout at 4 o'clock, he was kneeling in prayer by 5. He read three newspapers every morning and attempted to do one crossword puzzle. He did all this before most people wake up. Of course, he grew up on a farm, which seems like an unfair advantage. He was used to milking cows, which is not unlike eating the frog. Three newspapers and a crossword puzzle before breakfast may not be your thing, and that's okay. The question is, what is your thing? I have a friend who doesn't get out of bed in the morning without going through a series of mental exercises. I don't know about you, but I fall back asleep. Plus, the bathroom is calling my name. Somehow, my friend finds a way to focus. He flexes his gratitude muscle, giving thanks. Then he stretches his faith, praying for people he loves. Early morning meditations may not be your thing, especially if you're prone to hit the snooze button. The question is, what is your thing? My sister-in-law, Nicole, not sure how to say her last name, starts the day with an intense boot camp before sunrise. Sound like fun, doesn't it? Somehow she's completed 250 boot workouts this past year and has a certificate to prove it. Boot camp may not be your thing, and that's okay, but do you know what? The question's coming is, what is your thing? What is the one thing you least like to do, but you feel best about afterwards? That's your frog. It's often the hardest habit to establish, but pays the biggest dividends. 
Whatever it is, you've got to figure out your mor- what morning return routine works for you. And I might add one that for your also works for your spouse, your kids, your dog, and your boss. You don't have to shirk your responsibilities to eat the frog. All you have to do is plan your work, then plan your work. The good news, well begun is half done. If you do the natural, it sets God up to do something super. It's time to eat the frog. So I just ask you, you know, what's your frog? What do you do? What do you hate doing during the day? For some of you, it's going to be planning your food. Some of you, it's going to be planning a healthy meal. Some of you, it's going to be getting the exercise in. Some of you, are it's it's going to be just getting to work on time. And maybe you you plan that you're not a morning person and you can't do a morning routine, but you do an evening routine. On an upcoming episode, you're going to hear from... From a friend of mine who is a tiny habits coach and we're going to talk a lot about these morning routines and we're going to talk a lot about habits and how to attach them to our lives so you've got to set up your day so I don't know um, if this has helped been helpful for you I sure hope it has been so this is what we know we got to eat the frog eat the chicken or just eat some kind of protein And so that's how we're going to win this battle on our own weight. We're going to win and we're going to do it because we set ourselves up to do so. So until next time. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick loving, coffee drinking, mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at coachkeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, coachkeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.